This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to an episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have one of my favorite, favorite guests ever Stop. returning. We got Bozy Bozington, oh. the light skin wonder of the world. The light skin wonder of the world. Oh my god, dude. Okay, y'all, y'all don't know that. I was looking at that instead of the camera. Hi, you guys probably don't know this, but I blow David up outside of like outside of like doing shows and shit. Like he's one of the few people where like something happens. I'm like, David, (laughs) I'm like, let me know. Yes. And you know what, dude, you're always such a ride or die with it. Like you, you give when I need advice, you give great advice. But but also like you, you take the right, you usually take the right side. And like, if I feel like I'm not on the right side of things, you'll be like, oh, you, you give me, he'll talk me, he'll talk me off the ledge, you know, like, you know what I feel like too, with advice. And I think when I learned when I was younger, giving advice is something that's very difficult. And sometimes when I hear people who give advice, I think a lot of people are smart enough to a certain extent where they can, they just want to hear themselves say their shit. You know what I mean? They just need to say their thoughts out loud. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not the advice giver's job to sway somebody a certain way. It's just to allow them to think out their thoughts. Now, if they go somewhere really bad, then you could probably suggest something. Be like, Mm -hmm. well, how about this? Right. And this gives somebody some stuff to think about because if people are just entrenched in their ideas, they're not going to change it either way. Right. Mm, They're just going to just keep digging that hole deeper and deeper and deeper. And I just have to know that I can just do my job and just say what I have to say. Like, for example, there was a buddy of mine who I knew that his wife was stepping out on him. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I knew this shit. And so my thing is I'm friends with both of them. So I had to go ahead and tell him to the side. I was like, hey, bro. You know that your wife is step. He goes, oh yeah, like we're in an open relationship, is what he said. And I looked at him and I was like, no, you're not, right? And he was like, what do you mean? And so this is my position where you know I could let things ride out or I could say my piece because I have to say my piece because it's going to be on my conscience because I'm his friend. Let's be real though, but when you looked at him dead in the eyes and said. No, you're not. You said enough because he's gonna go home and think about this <laughs> all day well, yeah, and, and t- draw his own conclusions. But you know, like I said, you're the homie. Okay, okay. Yeah. So go. I was like, no, you're not. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, because in an open relationship, that means two people are participating. All right. I was like, she's fucking around. You're not. So this is not an open relationship. That's you being okay being a fucking cuck. So I said, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. If you're happy with her, you're happy with her, right? But I know you. You don't believe in this open relationship. If you were an open relationship person then it would be fine. But what actually happened is, and you know, is that you caught her cheating and that she somehow convinced you because you're being a little bitch that it's okay for her to cheat because you want her to be happy. Mm. So unless you're willing to participate in that open relationship thing, then that's just you being a little bitch. I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. And what I say to him was way worse, by the way. This is the nice version. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to say what I, what, I, what I said and I'm just going to leave it at that. I'll never mention to you again. But that's something for you to think about. You know what though? In 
that I know that's not the topic at hand today, but I gotta say, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, in that situation, that was the best thing you could have said for him because if that's what she's gonna do, then he needs to dig inside of himself, and maybe there's a person that he is interested in. Go sleep with that person, and if she gets mad. Or if you don't feel right about it, now you know that there's morality differences in mm-hmm. you guys that are so big that that's going to come up again in the relationship. She thinks of love as one thing and you think of love as another. So that's a really big test of a relationship. But also, fuck that shit. That's I can't, I could you do an open relationship? I I mean, I think I could as long as like it's, it's stated out there. But I'm more of a... I, I don't know. Yeah, I... Okay, I'm on the same page as you because I I thought about this. We actually talked about it in a JK video one time because I said, as it stands right now, no, I could not do an open relationship. But if I'm with someone for 20, 30 years and we have this like, it's like a soul connection almost. I'm like, is the physical body really that important? And then also there's so many celebrities like Will Smith and Jada that have open relationships. Are they for real? I thought that was hearsay. That's for real. No, that's for real. She said, I, I, well, I will say I heard she talked about it in a podcast, didn't hear the clip, but that is what I heard. And there's a lot of other celebrities that are in successful relationships that are open. So my thought process is what do they know? What have they experienced that we don't know? So right now I couldn't do it, but am I going to close the book on it in the future? I don't know. Uh, yeah, my buddy Ricky Shucks was in an open relationship. I think he did a video on that too. Mm-hmm. I think like the closest, I mean, I guess, I don't know if this is considered an open relationship because I, I have been with somebody where we were together, but then we, you know, fucked around with other people, but it was more like open dating. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it wasn't like I was like soul committed to her. Yeah. I think like once that soul commit happens, that's when it's, it gets a little murky. It's like, I don't think I want somebody else touching you. No. <laughs> you know? No. I touch you. Yeah, I touch you. He touch you. I break hand. That's how. That's how. That, he touch you. I touch him. Yeah, he touch you. I touch him. Maybe in a way he doesn't like. Maybe in a way he likes. But maybe. Oh, threesome. <laughs> it's gonna be this weird. And then he's like, maybe I do like this. No, <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe I am oh, open I relationship. Hate us. I hate it. it just went from angry to fucking sexual real oh, fast. I break you. Maybe hand in your penis. Hand in my penis. <laughs> No, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. Ah, dang, that is a good question. Yeah, hmm. it's. You know what? We'll we'll save it for a rainy day. We'll, yeah. You know what we should do? We'll we'll full stop it there, and then we'll unpack all of our thoughts like through the show, and then mm-hmm. maybe we'll get to the conclusion. I don't know. I mean, uh, so what? What uh, Bose wanted to talk about today? I think it's just a hot topic, and obviously, I went over it with uh with my buddy Edric on this podcast. But you know, the whole world is on fire. Yes, right now. dude. Holy fucking shit, yo! I'm so curious of uh, because we're really living in history. I never thought I would be. on a curfew during quarantine during 6 p.m yo it's 1 p.m in beverly hills in santa monica oh that's because white people be wilding out that's why (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah that and then i'm kind of curious like when this is written in the history books 50 years from now we're gonna be like well maybe not 50 shit i don't think i'm gonna make it to 80 you you better make it to 80 (laughs) you know (laughs) i i don't know but i you know 40 years from now. I think I'll hit 70, Um, which I'm nervous about because 70, I'm tired already, David. I can't imagine being 70. I can't, I can't imagine being more tired than I am in this moment. (laughs) You know, here's my thing though. Like I think, and I'm praying this is going to happen, right? That this has to be the last straw. It literally does. Mm. The chapter in your history books, kids, in the future, when you see this shit on this year in 2020 is going to be about 900 pages. (laughs) That's the shit that's happening right now. It's fucking unreal. Yeah, it's I I mean it makes it makes 
I hate to say it, but, you know, it makes sense because a lot of what we're experiencing, especially online, because there's, of course, like, and we can definitely talk more about, like, all of, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and, like, what's going on, like, on the boots on the ground. But for a lot of us online, a lot of what I see is people that are so surprised by different opinions. And I'm like, the internet is just a giant cesspool of us finding out that not everyone thinks like us. And it's hard to digest and understand that there are some people that are super fucking racist even 19 and 20 year olds that are out here tweeting about well this isn't important all lives matter and they're the same age as us and younger and it's crazy to see that this mentality we thought we're slowly we thought was slowly being eradicated is actually still alive and well and they're still loud and and they want changes in their own fashion which is mind-boggling for me it's so much for so many of us to digest at once right now that i don't even know where to start i mean i could start with this is number one one, if you tell me all lives matter one more time, mm-hmm. I'm going to kick you in your fucking pussy. We're going to kick you <laughs> in your your pussy, your butt. Actually, let's make it gender neutral. My big toe is going right up your butthole. And I'm going to parade <laughs> you around like this and be like, look at this stupid motherfucker. <laughs> I don't understand why it's so hard for people to understand why all lives matter doesn't make sense. Black lives matter. And I'm going to say it one last time. Black lives matter does not mean all lives don't matter. Mm-hmm. Black lives matter means that black lives haven't mattered. So until they matter, then all lives suddenly matter. That's all that it means. It literally means all lives matter. That's the purpose of it. Yes. It's not to take away or diminish your fucking life and what you go through, but it's to highlight what this group of people is going through. And I don't understand how you don't get it. Yeah. And the, the other thing is, is that like, <laughs> I'm just going to fucking say it. Yeah. Every single day, people act like non-minority lives always matter. Like, it's not a question whether non-minority lives matter or not. But apparently, it is a question whether black lives matter or not. Yeah. So the reason why we are saying that phrase is because apparently, we have to remind you that black lives do matter because you don't think that they do. That's, that's that's why we have to say it. I, and I'll paraphrase. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'll paraphrase a TikTok I saw Tough. that I actually summarized it pretty well. I rather than just describing it, I'll kind of like just say it. But in the like in the video, she, she's like, uh, "Hey, hey guys, my house is on fire." There's a picture of a house on fire in the background. She's like, "Hey, uh, this house is on fire. I'm gonna go save it." And then somebody else is flashes over their their house is in the background, but it's not on fire. And they're like, "But what about my house?" And the person's like, "Well, this house." this house is on fire. So I, I have to go over there. And the person's like, but what about mine? And we're like, your house isn't on fire. Your house has never been on fire. This house has been burning and spreading like wildfire for years. So that that's why it's a thing. It's not that your life doesn't matter. Your life does matter and your life has mattered, but notoriously ours haven't. And I even saw this thing the other day where it was a guy, he posted a tweet and he said, uh, I was arrested once for a counterfeit $20 bill. It's sometimes a story that I tell at dinner parties. For George Floyd, that was a death sentence. And he was like, and that is white privilege. And I'm like, fuck! That's big. And, and that's heavy. And, you know, I have to say, too, that me, I am a black woman, but I also have a lot of light skin privileges. And yeah. I'm very, very aware of that. But, I mean, am I, am I going to, like, not speak up? I've even had somebody say, like, you're a little too light to speak on this. And I'm like, damn. What the fuck did you just fucking say to me? And I'm talking to you. <laughs> if you're out there, like, just, I I can't. I can't. That was really fucking gross. Because we should all be in this together. And that's why I was curious to talk to you about it, too. Because, like, bro, bring the minorities together. Where we at? Where we at? You know, it's, it's, it's weird when I, I've been dealing with a lot of, 
you know, people say that we have to police our own people, right? And, and I do understand that. To a, to a certain extent, I really do believe it. Just because sometimes I always feel weird when people are like, you know, Asian people don't like black people. And it's hard for me to kind of sign in on that because that's not how I grew up. That's not around the Asian people that I grew up to. But I do understand the, the, the microaggressions that a lot of Asian people have in this country. And I'm not excusing this behavior, but you have to understand that you do have that microaggression because of the stuff that was taught to you when you came to this country. Mm-hmm. It wasn't stuff that you had before you came here. Facts, But you were bro. taught that when you came here. Facts. Right. So yeah. when we opened up these businesses in this in this country, it wasn't a fault to our own. They gave us this loans. And then you heard this this rhetoric of black people are like this. Black people are like that. Thank God for my parents. Thank God my dad's a pastor that he doesn't he didn't subscribe to any of these thoughts. I even had a conversation with my mom and she was talking about how pissed she was about all the stuff that's happened to black people. She goes, how terrible is this? Right. And she and she even equated to like, OK, like she said that if me working at the store. Right. Every bad thing that has happened to me in the store, it would suck if I said that. Oh, you know, 5% of the customers that came and robbed us and they treated me like crap erases the 95% of the customers that I have a great relationship with, mm-hmm. right? And if somebody who's not from this country that has a general disposition to hate this culture because of what's been taught to her can understand that and she doesn't even fucking speak English, you can too. My mom, <laughs> my mom can do that. Motherfucker, that's you can too. So ba- that's so fucking true. It, you know what else? You bring up a really good point that reminds me of something this it's like where does this hate come from like what is the issue and in my opinion the issue is fear yeah because people are taught that black people are scary that we are violent that we rob people that we have guns and we're in gangs and what is that it's scared people and so in when in order to fight your own fear sometimes you have to try to rise against it with anger and hatred and i think that that's where a lot of that comes from it's fear and i even think that a lot of this the shit with cops it once again it's fear. Like, it's like, what is this big, scary black man going to do to me? And one of the things that we have to do is educate that black people are not scary. We are not. We do not have scary fangs and we don't want to <laughs> steal your money. We don't want to break into your house. Like, that's fucking insane. Like, there are white people that do that shit, too. And I think that we as a society, we're so small minded that rather than categorizing people by their mentalities and the psychology of them and how they think, we decide to define people by what they look like because it's easier for us. Our brain isn't going to say like, oh, these are good people. These are bad people. We're just like, well, that one's white and that one's black. So that one must be the good one. That one must be the bad one because we're so fucking dumb. Yeah. And, and we, we put ourselves in that pigeonhole. We are not dumb. We're smarter than that. And I'm like, where is the narrative that we should look at people for how they think and how they act rather than in the way that they look? Yeah. I mean, just to put that into an example of something that happened not too long ago. I did a video on this years ago. I think people have already forgotten about like the whole Philando Castile thing. So Philando Castile was in his car with his girlfriend, right? And he was pulled over. Cop came up to him, asked him for his license and his registration. And he goes, officer, I just want to let you know that I do have a firearm here. And he goes, he goes, okay, cool, but don't reach for it. And he goes, I'm not reaching for it. I'm getting my license and registration. He goes, don't reach for it. And he just unloads a whole clip on him in his car. Boom, 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 boom. Kills what him, the- murders him in the car. As he told him, he had a, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He looked at the officer in his face. He said, officer, I have a firearm in my car. I want to let you know that. And he goes, cool, just don't grab it. He goes, okay, I'm grabbing for my license and registration. He goes, don't grab for it, don't grab for it. And he goes, cap, 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 kills this man, right? And as he's saying that, he goes, I told him not to grab for it, but I told him not to grab for it. Now, this really does attest to the fact of this fear that is taught 
to scare be scared of the black man. Mm-hmm. He reached for a license and registration that you asked for, told you about the firearm that he has in his car, which is what he's supposed to do, and he got murdered on sight. Because so- his brain was like, oh, big scary black man definitely going to shoot me. Big scary black man afraid of the cops. He's going to shoot me and drive away. His yeah. little fantasies went wild, and he reacted to them. And so when you see these type of situations, it's – and I mentioned this before on the previous podcast – these these writers and these looters, I'm not fucking with them 100%, right? And we do understand that there's a problem in the media that that's trying to detour what this whole issue is about. They right. want to deflect it to look at these looters, look at these rioters. That's not the point of this. There's a reason why it got to this point, but mm-hmm. we're not talking about why our country is in this state. We're just talking about the negative stuff that's happening because our country is in this state. Right. We got to talk about the reason why. That's the point. That's the fucking movement. So when we have this situation where I keep reading – by the way, if you've been to the protest, the, it's not hearsay. The the Antifa fucking – these random people just throwing random – that aren't even part of BLM, mm. they're fucking there. Yeah, it's they're there. They're just tagging shit up just to tag shit up, busting fucking windows and looting it. They're not actually a part of the fucking movement. They're just there to steal. Yes. And you guys are convoluting the message with these people that aren't a part of what we want to talk about. Right. And like I this is something I'm very passionate about because it's hot take. It's also something that happened a lot with um, the, like the women's movement and like saying believe all women. If you. If you truly believe that in the middle of an important movement that there are not people that are there to capitalize and take advantage of the movement for their own benefit, you are wrong. Like, there are always people that are there to do something for, to push their own fucking agenda. Yeah. And you have to you have to be aware of that and you have to start to differentiate those people. Um, and a lot of people, I do, I... I I have really – how do you feel about, like, the the riots kind of and, like, the destruction of things? I mean, I, I know who's doing it and I know who's not doing it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just – I have to be very careful about blanket statements because you could do that with anything, right? Right. Whenever, whenever there's somebody that's going to find an opportune moment to do something selfish, people will do that. Right. It's, it's just going to happen. But my – I'm not with rioters and looters. I'm not with that shit. I'm with the peaceful protests. I'm with people being angry. I think people should be able to protest, be angry, scream, get loud. As long as they're not fucking shit up, that's okay. So, but the problem that I have is the the rioting and the looting, it's just, it's such a huge deterrent from the message, Hmm. right? So I, I think sometimes when I said, when I say something like, uh, I understand why it's happening, they think that I'm for the rioting and looting. Right. And I think that it's okay. It's absolutely not okay. Dude, the LA riots in 92 were, were fucking insane. Yeah. Like, this is coming from a Korean American. People in K-Town LA, they had to be up on their roofs with guns to shoot people down because people were coming inside to rob them and kill them. Yeah. You and know? Dude, especially with the small businesses and stuff. Oh, I... so sad. Okay, I have really, really mixed feelings on yeah. this. Let me just tell you, like my, and actually, I'll, I'll try to, I'll put like a little, little modern spin on it, yeah. little, little take. <laughs> okay, um, so this, this is crazy, but we're gonna get there. You know how, uh, let's say something happens in the YouTube or the internet community, maybe even politics or some shit like that, and there's a huge scandal, and everyone's talking about it and talking about it, and the person sweeps it under the rug just constantly. 
and, and that the only way that the person finally says something is when people online are so loud and i say this about the youtube community because in like politics they have a full-time job they don't give a fuck what you're saying on twitter but these people on youtube when you start spreading things about them and putting out assumptions you're now affecting their job and their livelihood and yeah. that is why they're finally pressed to say something so in this particular instance with you know the riots and the protests um i believe like you said, back with the Rodney King, I think it was in like 93, um, there was a lot going on and it started off with peaceful protests and nobody was listening. Nobody yeah. was because it's really easy to sweep it under the rug when people are just marching peacefully because, yeah, they are making a statement. But why do something? Why? So then when the rioting and the looting started happening, which I mean, a lot of it happened to small businesses, which I think is absolutely fucking horrible. But that cost Los Angeles over one billion dollars. Yeah. The insurance companies had to pay it out. The cities had to pay it out. And money talks. Yeah. And after that, they they put a lot of parameters in place from creating a system where cops could actually kind of rat out other cops comfortably because these people are taught in dangerous situations to protect each other no matter what. That's instilled in them to always protect each other so even outside of the line of duty like when they're just in the office they might hear something off color from a cop and they don't want to report it because it's ingrained in them that they they're supposed to have each other's backs but lapd was like nah rat these motherfuckers out they started making sure that everyone rode two to a car so that officers didn't make reactive moves because that's what's happening yeah. like when they don't feel protected they get scared and a scared man with a gun is fucking dangerous so they made sure that they had people riding two to a car they put all of these things in place and since then, which I was surprised to hear about that shooting that you told me about, the LAPD is one of the few organizations that hasn't had a lot of shit like this happen in like almost 30 years. Yeah, well, the Philando Castile thing was was not in L.A. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, as from and I, I read about all of this from like a person that was like a history teacher that cited a lot of sources and overall economic protests. They make they make the most noise because money talks and yeah. they feel like they have to respond. So although I am not I'm not saying I'm for the rioting and the looting, I, I'm really not. But I it's what happens when people emotionally can't. There's so much emotion that they can't sit here and organize a boycott. What are you going to boycott? Like the economic stuff really, really, really does work. You got to hit but, them where it hurts. Yeah. So when when there's a lot of emotion tied into it, it turns into destruction and destruction costs money. And I actually believe that if this stuff continues they have no choice but to listen or they're going to continue to hemorrhage money yeah i just I, I i don't think i can me personally i don't think i can emotionally deal with this again mm. that's why i'm being so vocal about it right now because I, I just i just don't want to deal with this anymore i don't think anybody wants to deal with this shit anymore i don't want to hear another all lives matter bullshit i don't want to hear another person just being slain simply because of the color of their skin i just don't want that right i want that shit to be very few and far between so we could pull out those bad apples but right now we're talking about a few bad apples it's not just a few fucking bad apples it's a system that's fucked up yeah it's not a few bad apples and i want people to get that fucking correct it's like okay it's a couple of cops yeah a couple of cops but the whole system is fucked that yeah. causes those bad apples to be there. So don't worry about the bad apples. Yeah, make them pay, but let's fix the system behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Let's 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 attack that for a second because we, we do really need to talk about that shit because there's even stuff where people are putting out, yo, there was this post of, um, uh, it, I think it was in New York. There was these uh, cops that were kneeling uh, with the protesters. And then 45 minutes later, they're beating the shit out of them. Jesus. It's like, you know, 
what's what's wrong here? What's wrong with this picture? Right. And then we have some of these influencers. My God, let's not even talk about these motherfuckers, dude. <laughs> I mean, I just did a video on it on my Instagram where it was a girl. She fucking uh, asked one of these people who's who's boarding up one of these businesses to stop so she could hold his drill. Drill, pretend to drill and board up something too. Her boyfriend's taking a fucking photo. Oh my god! And then, in the most fucking Becky Karen way, she goes, "Thank you. You're doing such a great job." BLM, BLM. Oh and my! Then drives off. Fucking god! Yeah. Oh my fucking! I'm okay. And so, and then the car just fucking drives away, and I'm sitting there just dumbfounded. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is what I'm saying. This is why people get upset when they say, you're, sometimes your posts don't do anything. And mm-hmm. I say this, before you post something, right? I, I appreciate it. Everybody appreciates that stuff. But believe in the cause first before you say something. Mm-hmm. Because that's the reason why this becomes a cyclical issue. Is because you just say it, but you don't act upon it. Yeah. Because it's the cool thing to go ahead and put a post. It's the cool thing to go ahead and say BLM because you want to be a part of something that's happening now because it's hip. Or you're afraid that you're going to get shit on. But because there's no conviction behind your words and your actions, yeah. when things happen again, it happens for a fucking reason because you actually don't believe in the stuff that you're putting out. It's it, it's using it's literally using something that's a very important issue for life. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. Fucking real. There was another girl. There was uh, they've been ratting these people out, but it's a girl. She's standing in her little fitness clothing and she's standing in front of a busted in Verizon wireless and she's with her arms down, super dramatic, and her boyfriend's taking the photo and she goes, "Cool, got it," and they start walking off. It's like, how fucking dare you, dude? Yo, you know what? Okay, this might be a little nitpicky, but one that I don't really particularly like, I've been seeing this so, so much, is when somebody doesn't post anything about Black Lives Matter, but they'll screen cap their, like, $20 donation, (laughs) and then they're just like, make sure you support, and it's like, and and it's just like a generalized, like, George, like, fund or something, it's not even... I don't know. I feel put some thought in between behind it. It just feels like you're like, let me post this so that people don't get mad at me, you know? And I, I mean, I will say there's been some people where I have seen that have made some huge contributions, like, you know, like $500,000, something like that. Cause you never know how much money somebody has. Like that Mm -hmm. really could be a lot for them. But like, yo, if you're donating $10 and screen capping it, like just, just post the fucking link. Honestly, like just post the fucking link. It's, it's like, you're like, clap for me clap for me (laughs) yeah that's why even some of these influencers too um i'm just gonna say this before i even you know go ahead and talk my shit i do appreciate any help and i think that even if you're in insincere at least you're doing something i get that but people have a problem with virtue signaling a lot right yes because it came comes off very that insincerity just bleeds out and then we have to absorb that shit right like i like i saw a video of an influencer he goes you know hey like i just want to say i have friends out there that uh told me that i shouldn't do this video because you know it's going to be a bad look for my brands i don't care about brands good for you fido good job oh i'm sorry it's like that it came off to me so insincere it's like why did you have to your, the whole 10 minute message in the beginning was about how awesome you are that you had to say, no, I'm not going to take these thousands of dollars because I got to make sure that people know about this. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, dude, that's the epitome of virtue signaling. Yeah, it, it's the epitome of it. And I feel like some people don't 
understand. I, I will say, though, that there are some people where they feel this pressure from social media around them, but they don't get it. It hasn't really bled into them. They haven't been affected by it in any way. So it doesn't feel like it hits close to them. You know, I actually had a person that it was like a somebody commented on one of my friends Instagrams that was like, basically saying like, why are you guys doing all of this? Why are you condoning this? There was rioting that happened near my mom's house. I shouldn't have to be scared for my mom. And I'm like, well, I hate to fucking say it, but you weren't listening until it came right to your doorstep and you were scared for your mom, huh? Yeah. You know, and, and like, that's just facts. It doesn't mean that it's a good thing. It doesn't mean that I condone it, but you would have sat there and brushed it under the rug unless you felt like you had to. And even some of these influencers, they also would have brushed it under the rug because it's bad for brands until they felt like it hurts their public image to not say something. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm complaining about it, but honestly, I don't know what the answer for that will be. Yeah. It, it makes me feel like I'm one of those people that will never be happy. So it's like we're I, just shitting on people just to shit on people. Yeah, and like, it does feel that way sometimes. It does. I feel, I guess the thing is, is that I feel like there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And I, it's a gray area for me. I don't know what it is, but I know that sometimes and I'm sure you guys feel that way too. There are times where you look at something and you're like, I want to appreciate this, but it doesn't feel right. So I'm just going to look away. And I think that's what we're getting a lot with these. Yeah. And then, you know, we read, I read stuff about, um, what's that fucking guy? He's, he's the brother of the, the fucking, ah, Paul. I don't know the, the fucking Logan Paul's brother. Oh, oh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Right. Oh my God. With him, with him like raiding the whole. And him like looting too. It's like, bitch, aren't you a gajillionaire? Dude, they were saying that like, they're like, oh no. Jake Paul didn't loot anything. And I'm like, but did you guys honestly think that before he walked out of that door, he didn't say, let's get some fucking content. The word content probably left his mouth five or six times before they left. It's so important for me. And this is something that I dive into a lot. Um, I love doing like industry PR breakdowns and stuff like that. I do them a lot on my stream. And the one thing that I try to instill in people all the time is finding intent. A lot of times we look at things like very black and white about how we feel about them, but we never really dial in and try to figure out what was this person's intent of putting this out there? And that's that's what I always want to know. Yeah, it's for for him. It was to grab great content. Yeah. What's the difference between what he did and his brother uh, recording a dead Japanese man hanging from a fucking tree? Content, content. There is <laughs> like no brother, fucking, like brother. Exactly. There is no fucking difference. And the sad thing is, is that. They are a representation of what a majority of people in this country want to see and how much they don't give a fuck about their intent. They mm-hmm. just like, oh, he's a very entertaining person to me and I want to be like him because he has a lot of money. And that's all that fucking matters. And so people that follow him are the vast majority. That's the sad reflection. Yeah. You could go ahead and put out whatever video you want about these two fucking trash bag human beings. But at the end of the day, their pockets get bigger because people want to see shit from them. That's all that matters. And I feel like so often we forget that not everyone thinks like us and not everyone is going to agree with us. And sometimes we're like, but I don't get it. It's so simple. This person is greedy or using these things for views. And we see it, but it's almost naive of us to expect millions of other people are going to see things that same way you know they they may not even be able to see the big picture they're just like i think the content's good yeah like, isn't that so sad though like the the human aspect is just always ignored that's 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 why i'm i get so disappointed and that's why i don't have a problem calling people out on their fucking bullshit like there was the 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 lady in the malaysian uh miss miss malaysia did you see what she wrote no tell me oh so she wrote this whole instagram story post where she says um basically it is the racism in america it is what it is 
uh, if it you just need to oh she get this she goes if you're a colored person in America you shouldn't complain because you chose it what she says you chose to be a colored person in America so why complain well let me just peel this <laughs> off yo let me just let me read that to you no, no that's not what she said do you David do you have any bleach I made the wrong choice <laughs> I need to change back so. This is what she wrote. No her, fucking way. Her name way. is Samantha Katie, by the way. Okay. To the black people. No, you're already dope. Wait, no, 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 let me see that. Let me see that opener. <laughs> Yo, I need to make. Oh my god, it really says that. Shit's tight. Watch this. This girl, she's she spit hot fire. Are dialogue, y'all sitting down? Dialogue. I hope y'all are sitting down. <laughs> to the black people, relax. <laughs> Oh my God! Yo, yo, you ever gonna do that? You read something and you read it and you just kind of go, ah! Because <laughs> you have I to. Do that, it's like, ah! <laughs> Take it as a challenge. Woo! It makes you stronger. <laughs> you, can, you can barely get past the first fucking sentence. It makes you stronger. This is a Malaysian pageant winner, by the way, because you know she's with the people. Samantha Katie is her name, or also as I like to call her, cuntbag. Uh, you chose to be born as a colored person in America for a reason. <gasps> to learn a certain lesson. Accept it as it is. Till now, hunger and poverty still exist. It is what it is. It's inevitable. Best you can do is remain calm, protect heart, and don't allow it to crumble. That's your responsibility. Of course, this is to the ones who understand this level and state of mind. It's not for everyone. Everyone grows at a different rate. That's her whole statement. She was hacked? Was she no, hacked? This is her Dude, shit. Dude, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to help I'm trying to help her out. I to the to I'm speechless. The black people. Already fucked up. I love how she says that it's a lesson that we're supposed to learn, but she wants us to learn that lesson and just sit there and take it. Like, wow, really learn my lesson. Don't evangelize it. Don't. I mean, there's a lot that I could take from it, but there's so much of that that is so ridiculous. It's hard to unpack. There, there's there's no response. You, it's almost like you you ever use like one of those random ge- randomly generated things. It feels like she used one that was like use the most offensive things possible <laughs> yeah. in a current in a current event and go and she's like this looks great i'm gonna post this that is you know above all it's it's amazing to me that she genuinely thought that that would that would work out for her can i just read her apology though she has an apology no this is the best i don't yes yes (laughs) i do hear you i'm sorry i know you're hurting i know it's unfair i'm not in your shoes to understand this fully then you should probably shut the fuck up then Furthermore, you asked me to explain what I meant by black people chose to be black. Oh, God. Is that throughout my journey, I have learned that we are more than just temporary physical body, like an avatar, merely a tiny speck of dust in the vast infinite universe. Are you Neil deGrasse Tyson, you fucking dumb hoe? What the fuck are you saying right now? We are but a mere speck of dust in the cosmos that came out the dingleberry out my ass. Dude, I only can imagine like her talent show segment for for when she won was just like Mr. Roboto or something. Just her fucking space galaxy music. Just exactly. We tend to overlook that from time to time in our process towards evolution as a human being on Earth. We you sound (laughs) like an alien fucking robot. We chose our body, our family bitch you know what this you know what she's basically saying in this 
She's saying that black is not a race. It's a way that you're acting. And you chose to act that way, which is literally the most racist shit I've ever heard in my life. It's just like I've the, literally the, been called the N-word to my face. And that, <laughs> that is more racist. No, but you chose to be that. That's right. That's, that is so absolutely. So take responsibility for it. <laughs> and learn your lesson and go sit and sit down because it is what it is, Blackie. <laughs> Obama rate the anger anger translator. We need bro, honestly, I've been called blackie by a white girl before, and to this day, I think that's the most offensive thing like I've ever been. Wait, I think so. Blackie. Blackie. Like 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 a cute little nickname, like I E yeah. at the end. Blackie. That's so funny. Yo, Michael Shea Yo. had this stand-up where he was he was talking about he goes like, I don't understand why fucking transsexual people are so upset by me calling them fucking tranny. Well, I had a homegirl that was a transsexual woman and she comes up. And she goes, she goes, well, how would you like it if I called you Blackie? And he goes, good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, He's like, good point. My I don't bad. know, I don't My know bad. what it is about that Y or that IE at the end, but uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, good point. Blackie. I get it. She goes, we chose our body, our family, our place of birth, our name and our lessons from the path we take tailor made for us. Mm-hmm. Bitch, th- that's so not even facts. It's unreal. You don't choose your fucking body. That's. You get what you get, bitch. She acts like when the sperm hit the fucking ovary, this motherfucker had a conversation with the ovary. It was like, hey, you want to be black, Asian, white, or what? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Before I go and pierce my fucking head inside you, well, what are we going to be? David, you know, maybe maybe she, as the enlightened one, as maybe we forgot about a collective memory that she still retains, where upon birth, she was, select, she was allowed to select her race. There were all these colors, and she said, I just want if she, honestly, if she wrote that shit, I'd understand. She goes, when I came into the universe as a speck of dust, uh-huh. I remember. I remember when I saw the ovary, I chose my ethnicity. I said, I was like, oh, this bitch is crazy. Now oh, I understand. Dude, that what kind of what kind of fallout? Oh, wait, is there more? No. Yes, I understand. A lot of people have shared that I could have phrased my content differently, and I accept that I am responsible for my words. I will make sure I articulate my speech in a proper manner. No, you won't because you don't have a platform Because you don't know how to. This shit's so fucking bad. So let me continue this real quick. To clear the air, yes, I did poorly. To clear the air. Like this this apology. Finally, it's it's done. Now. I'll never see any more backlash for the stupid (laughs) thing that I said ever again. We've cleared the air. (laughs) Yes, I did poorly articulate myself when writing black people chose to be black. And to the black people, relax and take it as a challenge that makes you stronger. No shit. If I had been more attentive in how I wrote it, no, that's not it. The message would have been understood. No, it wouldn't have. As a heartfelt message to all victims, no, it's not, of racism, be it of any color. Yes, my mother is Chinese Malaysian, father is Brazilian, and my foster parents who raised me up are Indian Malaysian. Wow. Wow. Question. What do you, what, now this is a thought that popped up, wondering what you think. Um She's obviously a minority, and I think that when she won too, people felt like she represented this minority. Yeah. Um. Do you think that? Because this is a thing sometimes. Do you think that she's trying to uh, distance herself from that culture and not be a minority and be closer to white culture? 
I think a lot of people don't understand this when they when they're fucking sitting up at their ivory tower when they used to be in the slums they forget what it was like. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. They sit up in their fucking ivory tower and they look down on people and they feel like I earned this, I deserve this, I worked for it, and none of you worked for it. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, oh, I could see why that they used to treat me like this is because they didn't have money and they were savages and I'm not a savage anymore. I'm not a little fucking savage. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, I understand that to the minimal amount of sense of where like sometimes with me like i'll go back home sacramento right not like this but i'm saying like when i go to the hood I, because i haven't been in the hood anymore i get a little scared yeah <laughs> because i look like a little bitch now okay no, I, okay I, not gonna I, lie i get a little scared too yeah i, 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 I don't scared. know i don't know how to like you know what i'm saying i don't know how to act anymore like what's up i'm like what's up dude <laughs> you know? oh, hold on this is my neighborhood the yeah fuck? yeah what's up with you bitch the fuck <laughs> like i forget sometimes you know what i mean I, I forget where i came from it's like hold on a second you were on that fucking block. i was on that block bitch fuck out of here what's up cut you know <laughs> <laughs> you know so i so i forget sometimes where i come from too in that sense but not yeah. like this this is yeah, ridiculous not at all not at all and like when we when we like we dude i was in i can't even where I was just five years ago, like, I can't believe where I am now. And I'm so fucking happy. But my thought process on that is not to turn my back on that. It's to try to lend a helping hand, uh-huh. like, do whatever. I can. Like, fucking one of the things that I've been really big on is that um, with all this stuff going on with Black Lives Matter, I feel like we forgot about the a lot of effects of COVID that have happened. Yeah. And something that really upset me was just the other day I was posting about this shit. Um, Beverly Hills and Santa Monica had decided to curfew at 1 p.m. Their restaurants were closing. Restaurants had to close at 6 um like every look the pot shop was closed the whole world was shut down david i was panicking shit but but my thought on that was like delivery restaurants everything are shut down david have you ever had a time where rent was due you know that you got a grace period and you're like fuck all right it's the 30th maybe you were depressed last week and you're like all right i'm gonna grind it out for these next six days and i'm gonna pay rent now imagine the whole world shuts down. That was last down. week. <laughs> that was literally last week. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god! I, I still got some hood ass tendencies. When I got a bill to pay, and like they gonna give me a five five day grace period, I'm gonna hold on to this money as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, and then like imagine you have to go and make it. And I've yeah. I've done that several times in my life, especially moving out here in LA, first year and shit like that. So my, immediately my thoughts went to people that plan to maybe deliver on Postmates for six days straight and then make up, you know, the tail end of their rent. And now they can only deliver from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. or 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And now everyone's trying to do it. So I started the other day, I started posting about this. I'm telling people to like tip your tip your fucking Postmates. And then I actually, I actually just randomly bought food from Baja Fresh, like right before curfew was ending. And I called the dude. I was like, yo, just keep the food and I'll like give you a tip. I tipped him $35 and like I like I gave him the food because like I'm thinking like, bro, if I was ending my shift mm-hmm. trying to just get as much as I could, it's 530. It's the last order of the day. I don't have time to get food. All these restaurants are closing. Like that's what I'm always thinking about. And I'm never going to for- because that was me. I'm never going to forget where I fucking came from. So it's it says a lot about somebody's character that when they do get to the top that they're just gonna look down on everyone i don't fuck with that david yeah i don't fuck with that either man i mean it's it's people find it amazing too they go oh when you go back to sacramento right your hometown they're like don't you find it really boring it's like no i still kept all my friends that i had since high school what about you yes oh, <laughs> like, do, yo, yo are you still friends with people that you knew back in the day yo, every year since yeah. high school since i was 14 we have a friendsgiving thanksgiving and then we have a christmas dinner and mm-hmm. we still do it till this day I'm fucking 31 years old. We still do it till this fucking day. I do. 
I love that. I, I do the same shit. And it says a lot about people that moved out here in LA and then they forgot about all their old friends, all their childhood friends, and they, all their friends are just people that have clout. You know, oh, if you don't have if you don't have a quarter of a million followers, then like, what, yep. we, how are we going to collab? What's the point? It's, it's so fucking dumb. And you know, Tim said it the best too. I, we keep seeing this repetitive post online where people say this. They go, oh, people in LA are so fucking fake. You can't find real friendship here. It's like, Aren't you a fucking influencer? Why did you move to LA? Did mm-hmm. you come here to make friends or did you come here to fucking uh, leech off people and go ahead and get a big following? You came here for the same purpose they did. You're not any fucking better. If you yep. came here for friendship and bonds mm-hmm. and you didn't get that, I understand. But you came here to be a part of entertainment. You came here to fucking network. So you got what you put out. Yep. So how dare you shit on other people for doing the exact same thing that you do? See, the people that I've met here, yeah, they're in entertainment, but they're all from this city. Mm-hmm. They're actually born and raised in LA and they're the nicest fucking most down to earth people I've ever met. Yeah. Maybe it's the people that you choose to hang around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Take a little personal responsibility. Right. So it's odd that you're in a place where you came here to take, take and take. And then you go, I can't believe people are taking from me. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, there, was a, mind. there was a, there was a pop, a group on YouTube that was pretty popular. I'm not going to spill all the tea, but they're, they're kind of like a little dispersed now, I think, but they were really popular back like 20, 2015 or so like that. And I know sync. S- fuck you guys. <laughs> if fuck you. No. Uh, but no, I, I, I didn't watch too much. I don't know too much about them, but I knew somebody that joined it because we were kind of in the similar boat because like yeah. I joined Smosh this way and we got to talking about it and they felt like, um, you know, they had jumped in with all these people and nobody was their actual friend. And I'm like, yeah, that's something that you have to learn when you get casted into something. They're going to tell you, OK, the cameras are on. These are all your best friends now. Like that, that's mm-hmm. how it's going to be. And we have to, a lot of us small town people that like come here, like, wait, where are you from originally? Sacramento. California. Okay. You're from, oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty far up there. Like it's, it's like a five hours away drive. It's a, it's a small town. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us, we come into this and I, I actually did. I kind of did that with Smosh too. You know, we come into it and we're kind of dumb in the sense that we're like, oh, we're supposed to be friends now. We're selling it to the internet that we're friends. And sometimes you really think that you're friends, but you could realize like, yo, this is entertainment. This is business. These people will throw you under the bus in a fucking second. You got to yeah. hold on to your real people, your real friends, like your day ones, because there's some kind of special connection there between you guys, which is why you gravitated towards each other. But there's so many motherfuckers out here in LA that are like, they're consciously like that person has half a million followers. They have a million followers. They have 2 million. And then they get surprised when they get burned. Yeah. Like you were climbing the ranks and they brought you in. Like, why are you surprised that this has happened? Yeah. Know what you're getting into. There was a guy that, um, I mean, I knew what I was getting into. I like, I, I prefer friendships, right? So I will always work with people who are friends. And I, I know a lot of people think that you're not supposed to work with people who are friends. And that, that depends on what that situation is, right? If it's somebody who is an employee of you, I think um, develop a great relationship with them. But understand that work is work. Uh, business is business. Friendship is friendship, right? Yeah. If we're working on a partnership, I'd rather work with the friend first. And I just have to be smart enough to know who this person is before I get into business with them. Mm-hmm. Just because um, I should, if I truly am a friend, and I think the problem is too, people just don't know what friendship is. They don't know what friends are. I agree. Are. It's like, you don't know what who your friends are. Too many people say, yo, that's my friend. And I talked about this with, Mar- with Mariel too, where I feel like a lot of girls just kind of hop into friendships a lot. And it's the problem of like, I always see this. It's like you meet up, you have one drink, 
uh, that you met somebody at a wedding and then you go off and then you go fucking BFF. It's like, whoa. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. whoa, what, what, what happened here? They're like, I, that's my BFF. It's like, no, she's not. You guys, you guys clicked for a, for a hot second, but you actually don't know these people yet. Let it simmer. Friendship takes a lot mm-hmm. of fucking time, right? Understand who your friends are, understand who your acquaintances are and understand who your family is. Yeah. And then everything is good. Not everybody has to be your best friend and you don't have to be liked by everybody. That's okay. See, I could die with the friends that I have right now and I'm okay. If I don't add any more additional friends here, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm okay. Because when I grew up too, I didn't have like too many fucking friends. I had a, a good subset amount of really close friends and I had a lot of acquaintances. But when I was younger, I thought everybody was my friend. Yeah. And when I got hurt by it when i got backstabbed not i mean back i never been really backstabbed but when i got hurt by their friendship when they weren't really there for me as much as i thought i would be there for them i got hurt because i decided to invest myself in a person that wasn't invested in me yes yo for well for me i feel like i've learned over the years that friendship is that it's interesting you say that because it's like what is it a lot of people don't know especially as we get older because i feel like we throw the term around a lot um, for me, friendship is if I ha- I have your back and you have mine, mm-hmm. and and that like the simplest instance of this was uh, I met this girl just a couple of months ago, and we're kind of like internet friends. And I was having a bad day, and I was starting to tell her about it, like we were like messaging about it, and she was like, "Yo, girl, hold on, let me get to my computer so I can call you, like on Discord." Like she she's like, "Don't sit there and type." She's like, "Just let me call you, and you just vent it out, like let's fucking talk," you know. And then to me, that was so simple. But it was such a big indicator that she cared. Whereas I have some people that like I've just met in L.A. over the years where like if I were shooting shit and having a bad day and like I'm typing or something, they'll just be like, oh, damn, like that sucks. You know, tell me more. But she was like, no, bitch, I'm in your corner. And like that's the ride or die shit that I, I want to see. I want to feel that because to me, you're taking your time. You're stepping away from what you're doing to be there for me. And that speaks volumes. Yeah. The best way in LA to know if somebody's your really good friend, tell them you're stranded in LAX on a Sunday. If they come pick you up, that's a homie. Yep. 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 <laughs> and, and you could probably just run that, that run through that in your like head about like, would they? Would they? And you'll know. Like yeah. you would know. There's some people too who don't even understand why I'm friends with certain other people. They're like, why are you friends with that fool? Like he's such a wreck or she's such a wreck. It's like because at the end of the day, that person would always be there for me and I'll be there for them the way they are for me, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I said this like, there's a dude that's a, I'm not gonna say his name, but we're, we're really good friends. But the guy is a hyper emotional guy. He's kind of one of those dudes that have the cyclical issue of always looking at every single problem in the world. It, it, ha- it only happens to me. It's me, 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 right? It gets really fucking annoying. Yeah. But he's a really funny guy. And I also know that he comes from a very good place and he just had a fucked up life. So... It's hard for people to be around him, but if people say like, oh, if, if they compared him to somebody else that I'm more jokey and, and, and laughy with and they go, who, who's, who are you close to? I always say him. And they're like, well, you know, he annoys you sometimes. I was like, yeah, but he's a down ass motherfucker though. You know what I mean? He wouldn't, he wouldn't step on my back to get ahead of me ever. And I would never yeah. do the same to him because I've met a lot of people in this city who now they've made a career off, off of stepping off of other people's backs, yep. right? And everybody in our circle knows this motherfucker as a little bitch. It's like, you can never do things on your own. You can never do things with your own skills. And you're always known as a little fucking bitch. And that's mm-hmm. why when he sees us and meets us up, can't look us in the fucking eye. He even met me one time and he was like, he was like, hey man, I know we went through our stuff in the past and, you know, I just want to say like, I apologize, you know, 
but you know, I hope we're cool. I was like, no, we're not going to be cool because you're the same little bitch, you know, being the David <laughs> so that I am. Fuck, I, I, I probably should have phrased that better to yeah, him. Yeah, hell no. But I was no, like, no, no, you're no. still That's a little a bit. Trait. Yeah, I was like, you still do the same shit, so you're not any fucking different. Yeah. But I'm civil enough to you where I can shake your hand and, you know, we'll be cool, but just don't talk to me again and walk to the other side. <laughs> and I say it because I really at that moment, I wanted to sock him in the fucking face because. I, I hate people who step on others to get where they're at and they fucking ignore somebody else. Like mm-hmm. for me, I mean, he's not bigger than I am, right? But I'm not even that big. But that just goes to show how 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 short of a trajectory he had even when he was stepping on people, right? Yeah. But he, you know, he found his way and he's making a living doing what he's doing. But the problem is, is that you are forever known to me as that little fucking bitch. You don't have friends. He doesn't have any fucking yeah. friends. And that's the sad part. Doesn't have any fucking friends. And he only fucks with people that he could take something from, but he'll never give something back. Yeah, d- exactly. And you, God, it took me a while, but you can smell those people from a mile away. They have like a very specific a stench. stench. <laughs> they have a stench. A stench. And when, you're, when your eyes are closed and you're like, haha, I love LA, having a good time. Like you, you're like, smells bad but i don't know who it is yeah. <laughs> you know you gotta open your eyes and be like it's that motherfucker right there and and there's people have so many red flags and so i i i'd say two years ago i was at an age where i would choose to ignore red flags and now i'm like what is that yeah. what is that <laughs> i see that and they're like what are you talking about i'm like i see that shit and i, I will just walk away like i'm not doing it i'm, I'm not i'm doing a big it. red flag person too and uh even some people that i met recently now i think um People sometimes misconstrue my gut feeling as somebody who just dislikes people. It's not that I dislike people, right? But I know now who I am. Mm. I'm very, very cementing that shit, right? So I'm not going to change or I'm not going to shift my personal pillars for somebody else. If I have this gut feeling that I don't fuck with you, I'm going to go with my gut feeling until you prove me otherwise. I'm not going to mistreat you. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm just not going to be as giggly and as laughy around you as other people are. And for me, 99% of the time, not because it's it's a, I'm not being prophetic in my shit. What I'm saying is that it always turns out to be true. It's only a few people, right? But for example, um, there's somebody that's within my circle that I exercise with, right? Um, like I, I exercise with random people all the fucking time. Um, but there was somebody that they brought in and I was like, Hmm, I don't really like this person. Right. <laughs> and I went with that guy. And it's funny. One of my friends took me aside and he was like, Hey bro, you don't like him. Do you? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, when we were eating and he was telling his story, he was like, your face was stone cold dead. Oh my like God. you just kind of went. Mm-hmm. And you just looked away and you walked and you started talking to somebody else. And I was like, you don't like him. And he was like, why don't you like him? I was like, he's a likable person, but I don't think he's a good person. There's something about him. There's something about him where every time he talks, he praises himself and he has this fake humbleness about him. Like he, he acts like he's here to learn and listen to other people. And it's, it's not true. It's I don't believe it. It yeah. sounds so insincere. It irritates my spirit. Yeah. If you're irritating my spirit, I'm going to go with what my spirit says. And you have every right to be like, I don't feel good in this environment with this person. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go this way. Yeah. And I'm I'm still cordial. I'm, you know, whatever. I don't see him often, obviously now. Yeah. But, you know, I cordial shake his hand. I say, what's up? How you doing? But am I inviting him over? Are we going to have side conversations? Probably fucking not. And then lo and behold, a couple months later, they're like, yeah, he's kind of a fucking skis ball. I was like, yeah, he's kind of a shitty dude, man. Like, yeah, the guy, like I called that shit. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I called that shit. Like, it, it's it's something off about him, right? And I was like, I'm gonna go with that gut feeling. I'll be respectful, but at the same time, 
stay the fuck away from me. Yo, okay, David, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna follow up after. What were what did you think about me when you met me the first time? I just thought you were funny. <laughs> you, dude, so yo, David, you said some shit to me. So in the first JK News video, I don't I think it might have been the first one that I ever filmed like with you guys. So I was meeting you for the first time. So I'd met the other people because they came to film on Smosh. I hadn't met you before, but I'm like, oh, this is you know, this is a dude. He's here. He's like, you know, cool dude, whatever, right? So we filmed the first episode and after we filmed it, the camera shut off. You looked me dead in the eye and you said, You're gonna get attacked in the comments for that. <laughs> you did. I remember my thought was like oh no I wonder if he likes me whatever and then we just rolled into the next video and like we just kept going and then by the end of the day it felt like you softened up a little bit but like you heard me talk for like five or six hours so I guess you were just like cool with it but I remember you saying that to me I don't know what I said I don't know I felt like I liked you when I first met you though yo that was the first thing you said but the funniest thing about it the best part about it is in retrospect knowing you now you don't give a fuck if somebody gets stacked in the comments and probably the way that I handled it you were like oh okay like she doesn't fucking care (laughs) i mean for sure i feel like you know with me because i say the things that i want some people are like oh shit you know i try to be very tactful with my words but at the same time i'm kind of always been unapologetically myself (laughs) which has always been an issue in terms of like when i was younger it was hard for me to make friends that way right yeah because i wouldn't socially navigate things if i didn't want to right and if i'm now that i'm older i'm just comfortable with myself and i have this it's like oh this is who i am i'm respectful but this is who I am, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, oh, I, I can see that too. And I think like um, Mariel says sometimes like I'm, I could be very intimidating when I want to be. He's like, you're, I have, I, have, I have a duality to me. It's like if you're around people that you really respect, she can see how, how timid I get, right? But it's around people who I don't know. She was like, you're like, you, you puff out your chest a little bit. It's like, okay, this yeah. is who I am. Yeah, I think I think you and I both were very polarizing people. Yeah. And and I'm okay with that. I know that about myself now. Like either you love me or you hate me. And mm-hmm. and honestly, I think that I like that more than just being neutral all the time because with the hate comes even hate is a strong emotion. And some people really do fucking hate me. Like my branding is just not for them. Oh, for sure. I know people hate me. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's such a strong emotion on one end of it. It makes the love even stronger. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I found and and I like that so you know the the fan base in the community that like i've been able to kind of cultivate it's like i learned a lot of these motherfuckers are kind of like me and i feel comfortable in my own community and that's what i love about like how we we're we're not like brands like we're fucking people and we say what we want and we do what we want and then in turn you have people that you feel comfortable with like in in your sphere and even beyond that too it's not even people who are like you it's people who they, they kind of see great qualities in you and they want that to be them as well, right? So they, they want to be like, <laughs> this is the funniest fucking thing. I went to this one show. <laughs> I was a kid. I was trying not to die laughing in front of his face. And this guy was like a Chinese, he was like a fobby kid. Yeah. He comes up. I don't know if fobby's offensive, but I'm a fob, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but he comes up and then he goes, he goes, and he just threw me off. <laughs> the kid goes, hey, David, I just want to let you know that I learned how to fucking cuss from you, man. Motherfucker, all this shit. He started just going off, cursing. And I was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about anything, man. I'm like, holy shit. Yo, bro, you ain't got to go off like that. You ain't got to curse all the fucking time. But, you know, what he told me too, after he got done with his cursing diatribe, he, he said that watching somebody like me, when he was told to be the quiet, timid person, and he had a lot of stuff that he wanted to say, that he stopped caring so much. He goes, I 
not so much he wanted to be me, but he wanted to take certain qualities about me and he wanted to instill it in himself. I think that's why sometimes, you yeah. know, with the with the you know, the small fan base that we do have, they do they do fuck with us. And um they're kind of taking a lot of the life lessons that we've learned, that we made a lot of our own mistakes in. And so we're kind of instilling this like you don't have to make these mistakes, let me make it for you. So enjoy this. In, enjoy the the fruits yeah. of my labor. The, the fruits of my uh, labor. Please. But you know, David, we're supposed to just take that lesson and sit there because that's like Oh yes. Please sit. <laughs> and just take just, it just take it because it is what it is i'm sorry i'm still not over that no bitch. It, it, I, that's my favorite phrase it is what it is oh my it God. is remember slavery thank you chancellor <laughs> it is what it is chancellor katie thank Gay you rights? so much it is what it is oh my god dude into yo so fucking tone deaf so tone deaf you know when people have it good they just don't like to see everybody else's situation they don't want to empathize with it and that's the sad part about this and you're supposed to be miss universe ho aren't you supposed to be like miss oh, Mal- i thought she was just like miss malaysia she's think, miss I, universe I think she was like one of them contestants dude contestants, i mean if dude. she was even in the show like i i haven't i haven't seen it before but i saw that sandra bullock movie um where mm-hmm. she you know what i'm talking about where she had to go undercover i've seen that shit and that's a lot of bitches she was up there. She got responsibility. Is a Malaysian actress, model, and beauty pageant title holder who crowned Miss Universe Malaysia 2017. Wow. You supposed... Oh, that... See? Wow. Now I get it because she's only thinking about the universe. She's so above it. Oh. Oh, so... Cr- Dude, it... Yo, I'm... Uh, I I don't know, David. We I don't, fucked up. You know what, though? I... I have no idea where we're going to be as a society in like a hundred years. Sorry, I'm, this sounds like conspiracy bows coming out. But somebody said something to me the other day that I was like, okay, this is going to sound fucking insane. But I was like, could it be a possibility? Somebody said, they were like, I'm not sure how long America is going to be around. Um, because you hear about the great civilizations that fell. And they fell after there was so much tyranny and violence that people started splitting off. And it never was a thought to me that America could just cease to exist and split up into different places, different ideologies. I don't know. What do you think of that? Would, didn't like California want to be its own country for a hot second? Too? I think so. Yeah. And then they I were mean, like, this is a lot of work. I mean, if I mean, the United States is so split, right? If you really think about it, too, our, our national sense of identity, we don't really have one. Yeah, it's true. We don't really have one. That's Mm -hmm. why when this whole COVID pandemic happened, right? And we're making these comparisons to how other country men are dealing with their country, men and country women are dealing with their situation. They came all together as a collective. They go, this is Korea. This is Japan. We got to make sure we take care of one another. We have never really been about that in this country. It's been about me, me, me. What you're going through, fuck that. I got to worry about myself. So maybe that's the ideology of what America is. So it it makes it very difficult. So I could see this country splitting, to be honest with you. I just don't think the government will allow it. I think that they'll fucking murder people before they allow you to split and secede from the nation. And you know why they'll do it? Because it weakens their military. Oh, 100%. That's literally why they'll fucking do it, too. That's literally why they would want... Because otherwise, it could just be like, oh, we're, Florida. Florida could go be its own fucking country. Like, I don't know. But that... I it just never... I never thought about that because there are... Like, we hear about, like... What is it? Like, the Romans. The Romans were the greatest. And America is the greatest right now. I don't know what the... Do you know what happened to the Romans? I don't know. I, I heard know, they like but the, they ain't here. So how do they like to fuck babies though or some shit? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I heard that about Trump too. So I don't know. Fact check. 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 Fact check
people are like, the fuck, David? This was such a great podcast until you said that one random fact. They fuck babies. It, it probably is true. I wait, yeah. fuck, no, cut that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is the beast, and it comes back to us just laughing. <laughs> nah, they know about you, this podcast. You already they're know that they're, they're like David and Bose had some fucked up shit again. <laughs> they're like, what the fuck? That Don Julio got them. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Yeah. But everybody, uh, that wraps up this episode oh of the Genius Pay Podcast <laughs> on the best fucking note ever. <laughs> I hope there's a hard cut. Yeah. There's no cuts. They're just like, that's the David So Podcast. That's it. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, but uh, Bose, where can they find you? Uh, I stream Mondays and Twitch. That That's where you'll find me consistently every Monday at 5 or 6 um, p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. It's twitch.tv slash bigbossbose. Otherwise, check out my socials, Twitter. Um, I have a lot of... Yo, David, I got to catch you up. I got some crazy shit coming this year. Uh-oh. Uh, just follow me on socials. Uh, we'll, we'll give you all the updates. Yep, you can catch Genius Brain Podcast on basically anything and every fucking audio platform out there. We're trying to be the biggest and the best. This is the podcast where basically I'm just here to keep you company through your fucking boring-ass days because my days are boring too. And sometimes I even listen to my own podcast because I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Like Romans fuck babies. And that right there, my friends, is where we're going to end it. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>